0: Welcome, welcome, PF beers, popcorn heads, cinephiles, Marvelaniacs. This is spilled popcorn. spilled popcorn. How you doing today? How you doing today, Camp?
1: I'm fantastic. I'm never Ooh. better.
0: Oh, that is good to hear because we have a lot to dive into. Episode, what is this six? six. Is that what it reads down in the little graphic there? It does. Is that what I see? Oh, it's beautiful. We haven't talked about that, guys. Cameron made these graphics. Yeah. Just like that, all of them, everything you see, we're, we're actually floating in this galaxy in our little our little cube capsules here. But he made this. He found the font. He copied the font. He, he like painstakingly went through and said nope, 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 nope. Swiped left until he found the right one that That's looked true. close enough to it.
1: That's true. And I've posted. I've actually posted none of these on YouTube yet because I have been so video backlogged. But I think what I'm gonna do is just post them without my fancy video editing because I just need to get them out into the world, you know? So I'll do that tomorrow.
0: I thought you were going to say you were so worried that you would get, like, copyright infringement thinking that, like, the algorithm would see it and think that it was theirs because it's so perfect.
1: I would say, yeah, bring it on. We They've tried to smack us down for copyright before, and we've been successful every time combating them. So I say bring it. Bring That's it, right. We put it the by the...
0: Play it by the book over here. At yeah, Spilled buddy. popcorn, take that. Spilled popcorn, our parent company that makes billions of dollars per hour. uh wow. popcorn for breakfast, as you can tell by my Hawaiian shirt. And
1: yeah, that's like uh, the CEO look right there. It's like like Hawaiian shirt, you know, just kicking it.
0: Just need my yachting hat and then I think I'm in good shape from there. Uh, that's what funds uh, your billions of dollars funds all of the Funko Pops you see behind Kim right. and, his, uh, and his beautiful setup there. But we are talking about the latest and greatest in streaming. And right now we're going through the What If series, dropping week to week, the MCU, the Disney Plus, the Multiverse, Marvel. Guys, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. This week episode is titled, What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark? And it's something that I had never considered could actually work. Um, When they dropped that title to us, when they showed the preview for it, I'm like, I mean, it'll be good. It's got Killmonger and Tony Stark but I just didn't know how they would weave it together. And my goodness, it was such a beautifully woven uh, story. Nothing felt forced. Nothing felt like, oh, of course they wanted to throw that scene in there uh, to kind of twist it. Like it felt just so good. Just the the flow of it start to finish. I was glued to my screen. How about you, Cam?
1: Yeah, I did. I, I liked this one. I think it's in the upper half of, of the first six episodes that we've seen so far. Um, we could always <laughs> rehash our rankings. I don't think we need to do that again till the end, but uh, I definitely think it's an upper half of of the episode so far. I think it outranks the zombie episode. Um, I think it outranks the the Hank Pym, you know, killing the Avengers episode. So it, it was it was definitely one of the better ones, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think this ties. Uh, it's it's in it's in the top three right here. You know, Doctor yeah. Strange and this one, and probably Captain Carter. I think those are. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's
1: probably my top three, too.
0: Yeah, I don't know where they fall for me, but they're they're up there. They're just mixing around, waiting to land. Uh, Yeah, I can't wait till we do all. How many episodes are there total for this season? There are nine
1: in this season. There were supposed to be 10, but due to COVID.
0: Due to COVID.
1: (laughs) That's right. I didn't say due to COVID. (laughs) Due to COVID, because... (laughs) If you say it fast enough, if you say due to COVID, it sounds like doo-doo anyway, and COVID is doo-doo, so yes. that's just, I, I like it better <laughs> that way, honestly.
0: Yes, yes, so as you are going about and people are saying due to COVID, or if they fail to pronunciate- Please be sure to say "do do" COVID, just like dude, blast yeah. them. Do do, really? What? <laughs> some crazy things happened in this episode. Uh, of course, uh, we we had no idea the length that we would get uh, Chadwick Boseman's voice acting in this. Um, I feel like some of this—that's th- a question I have, Cam, and maybe maybe you know about this, or maybe it's a question for you. Some of these lines were lifted directly from the films. I'm wondering if he re-recorded those lines. Um, or if they were just that, that they pulled them straight from the films. Do we have any knowledge to that?
1: I, I don't know, um, to be honest. I, I i have been surprised that T'Challa has been as involved in this series as he has been. I, I didn't, you know, because they sort of advertised the him as Star-Lord thing is sort of like the last performance, but he has been in almost every episode today. Yeah. Three, three out of the six, I think. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know for sure. There are some lines that like, are close to what he said in other movies so he must have re-recorded those like in the zombie ones he does a variation of the in my culture death is not the end you know he he does a different variation of it um so yeah i don't i don't know for sure but in in this one they would have had to record some new stuff
0: right? maybe yeah i'm just i'm just shocked uh, and also Me too. it was just um devastating that you know in this storyline of course T'Challa is killed by Killmonger so that was just not cool um, yeah not
1: cool also if uh you know any Iron Man fans out there if you thought uh, we got screwed with him dying in Endgame look at the multiverse he's died in 3 out of these 6 episodes And much earlier in the timeline than if he had died with the snap like he does in our timeline. So, really, we got pretty lucky. Like, there must not be that many timelines out there where Tony Stark is still uh, hanging out. So...
0: Right, R.I.P.
1: A thousand times over, Tony Stark. Man, it's rough.
0: It's tough. You can't get away from it. You cannot get away from it, Tony. It's terrible. If it's not Thanos,
1: Um, it's Hank Pym. If it's not Hank Pym, it's Killmonger. Like, there's just no, there's no escaping it. Episode seven: Hank Pym and Killmonger. That's what it's called. What if Hank Pym and Killmonger both killed Tony Stark in
0: every universe? And they show just different ways of him. (laughs) Just a montage. Just like they did with Doctor Christine, right? Yeah, like they, exactly. This is going to be just Tony dying, dying, dying. Oh my gosh, it's going to that should happen. That really should. Um, what I what I also love about this, which gave me kind of a. Uh, An idea that maybe they've toyed with this already is that the flashbacks of the sacred timeline when they're talking about, you know, Tony Stark could not be what he was as you know him, you know, in the sacred timeline, uh, as Jeffrey Wright uh, narrates much better than I. I feel like watching that was super cool to see all of our favorite scenes animated, like straight up with no twist to them. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would love a fully animated version of all of the movies which i never thought i would say i never thought i would say but yeah they just take the
1: exact final audio from the movie and just animate over top of it
0: yeah i think that that would be great i mean do we need to call kevin
1: i mean i'm sure he's probably working on something they probably legally like can't do that or something like that without like paying the people again or something i don't know
0: who knows I say Pam because I think that it would be super cool or maybe not every movie, but at least um, the big ones, the
1: infinity stone snap scene was very vibrant in the what if animation. I I thought that was cool. Um, And yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, I want more of that. That's, that's kind of awesome.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Some other of my favorite moments of, of this episode, you know, getting into the butter is that, you know, I really don't think they ever, even though Jeff Bridges is one of my favorite, all-time actors. I really feel him as Obadiah wasn't written quite that great. Like it's, it's a very almost throwaway villain and he gets taken away immediately. So I was thankful to not have to watch that unfold again. So
1: (laughs) Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. (laughs) I've always like, I don't know why, but that the delivery of that line has always stuck with me as like just a hilarious bit of delivery from jeffrey bridges like i i don't know like it just it has always struck me as hilarious i don't know why
0: it's probably because his voice is so rich in anything (laughs) he does so if you give him a line that is not good. It's, it's going to stand out hard.
1: I honestly, it almost feels to me that like he forgot the second half of the line and paused and then did it and was like, yep, that's the take. (laughs) Great work says, uh, says John Favreau. He's like, all right, well done. Cut. That's a cut.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, and you know, one of the other great things about this episode is that we also didn't get enough time in the MCU, uh, with Killmonger and we have an, expert actor uh mr michael b jordan returning for this voiceover work and holy cow delivered uh firing on all cylinders absolutely killed it are you under the impression
1: are you one of these people speculating that killmonger is still alive in the mcu
0: i want him to be man i so badly want him to what be. would you
1: put the percentage at odds
0: Ooh, 85 percent that he's alive still oh wow that's high <laughs> yes.
1: that's really high
0: how about um, you how about you you're, you're down there at like 10 I'm at like 60. <laughs> okay like yeah. like
1: I, I I lean towards him coming back in some way because it would just be like a, oh you know it'd be a great moment and, and they haven't they didn't there must be some reason they didn't like definitively end him um
0: mm-hmm. but we'll see yes. I, I agree I mean there's so many things that they could do to bring him back I still think he's a villain or at least an anti-hero I don't think they can bring him back as a full-blown hero uh, much like this episode you know yeah like, exactly oh, I felt like that was twist. one of,
1: one of the big takeaways from this episode sorry to interrupt but like you're good he, uh, you know you almost couldn't tell right at the beginning like which way they were gonna go with it. And I was like, yeah, I dig dig the hero angle on Killmonger because I think it's fun to fantasize about that because he is such an awesome (laughs) character. And the reason that he's a great villain, like all great villains, is that he has an excellent motive and reason for doing what he's doing. And so you might think that in a different universe, he would... Not have hard feelings towards Wakanda, or not be power hungry, or not feel marginalized, or or, or victimized, or whatever. Um, but in this, he he had a similar situation with you know Wakanda being responsible for the death of his father, I guess, and mm-hmm. so he still had that grudge. So it just feels like he's on a collision course with villainy, one way or the other.
0: No That's matter right. What. His uh, his nexus event was that he saved Tony Stark in this how crazy it would be really cool if that was anything true that if that his team uh, his unit rather was over in that same area um did do we did he really work for the 10 rings in the MCU the larger MCU to kill Monger no no okay cool was he
1: was he special forces in the MCU
0: he was special forces yeah so it's
1: possible that he could have been involved with the u.s military you know yeah um at that time for sure because that's
0: what he told tony he's like there's a there's a threat out for you he knew it and basically he i guess he was capitalizing on the threat because he had the intelligence okay okay i'd love to see yeah uh, maybe killmonger sometime somehow teams up with the 10 rings and says hey listen i got a grudge that i gotta take care of (laughs) yeah yeah could could totally be Power hungry, and then they all destroy each other. You know, right? Right? Okay. Cool. 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 So let's get into some some more speculation. We're already there. I mean, what what does this look like? Uh, f- this seems like another open ended one. In zombies, it seems like a part two could happen, if not in the remaining episodes of this season, if or possibly season two. Uh, that we could get a continuance last time on <laughs> season one of what if, you know, in, in the whatever universe, what does it look like with this continuing on? Killmonger becomes Black Panther. No one's stopping him whatsoever. He's good to go. What does part two look like?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think you're right on it. I think part two will happen. I think it will be in season two um i doubt we get resolution on that or zombies in this season maybe i don't you know what i really don't remember what the last three episodes are i know party thor is one of them we haven't had that one yet um and there are a couple of others but i don't remember exactly what's left in the in the slate but i don't think i really don't think they're going to return to marvel zombies or or uh this plot line so i think it'll be a season two thing um But yeah, it's a good question because they go to such great lengths in the MCU to um, exhibit the the just next level regality and stoicism of T'Challa. You know, that Mm -hmm. he is just like, as evidenced in episode two of What If, he is just the most regal person in existence. Just the most honest, you know, true, kind hearted person that exists that he was even able to like turn Thanos into a good guy like convince him to not do bad things in that in that world so um you know when he was the Black Panther it was clear what that power was being used for and it was being used for the ultimate good uh, and there was no never a doubt with Killmonger as Black Panther (laughs) I mean uh that's scary because we know what he's capable of it, physically. He's a, he's a beast. Um, he's souped up. He's, you know, when he, he even puts on the, you know, T'Challa's glove and like scratches down a door to kind of give you a taste of what that would be like. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a sobering proposition to think about the world with a, with a, uh, Killmonger Black Panther.
0: It really is. It really is. Episode, uh, 1.7 coming up. No plot is known about it. It is empty on IMDb. It's weird. Episode one point eight, no plot, but we got Grandmaster,
1: grandmaster. <laughs> looking like he's
0: playing like a like a DJ record in this. Yeah. In the that's screenshot. probably that's
1: probably the party Thor one.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then episode one point nine in an alternate timeline, we have the full the full scope of that one, which is fascinating because it's the last episode of the season. In an alternate timeline, Vision becomes an all powerful android known as Infinite Ultron when merged with rival android Ultron. Now it's oh. up to the newly now it's up to the newly formed Guardians of the Gal- Oh, sorry, Guardians of the Multiverse to put an end to his reign before it's too late.
1: Well, that's interesting.
0: I like that. I like that. All right, and It looks like Gamora is in this shot. Star Oh Lord yeah, after- that's the
1: um, that's the Gamora daughter of Thanos plotline. I knew that that one was coming.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Where Gamora sort of embraces the evil side of things.
0: There's a lot of stuff happening in that picture. There's a lot of stuff happening. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, What I liked about this episode also is that, you know, zombies just didn't get it, get it for me. Because even though this was more of like a straight shooter, this particular episode, it was still inventive. It was still um, meaningful. There, there have been, you know, a couple episodes where it was just like, okay, we got it next. Okay, we got it next. And this one was uh, more powerful than those. Wanted to see how you feel. Uh, it didn't seem like a throwaway, and maybe it's just because there is a second part to it. If if there was not, Cam, thinking of what ifs, if there was not a kind of an open-ended, if they had killed Killmonger at the end of this episode, how would you feel about this episode?
1: Uh, I don't think I would have liked it as much because I felt like, it would have felt way too rushed. I think mm-hmm. I was glad that it was open ended because I do feel like there's more to this story. And I agree with you. I think that the um, the attention to detail, the attention to detail in this episode was sharper. Like it felt, it felt more thoughtful. It felt like they were really they weren't just like, "What if zombies?" <laughs> you know, which like that that's fine that they did that, but you know what I mean. Um, they really sat there and said, "Well, like, what if Killmonger did this? What what does that mean for Tony Stark? How would he act?" And it wasn't our same Tony Stark. And the dr- the drones that they ended up building didn't really end up resembling anything close to an Iron Man mm-hmm. suit. The design, you know, they even joked that it was like something out of an anime, that it was like a Gundam, and it really did look like that. Um, yeah. So they really, you know, the design of the Iron Man suit came from Tony getting this new, you know, life, basically, and this new perspective. He saw the cool car, in the garage and was like a kid again, building something from scratch. And so it it was, it was thoughtful of them to totally change the design and make it a little more like, I don't know, like steampunk sharp edges, dark colors, you know, very, um, intimidating, dark looking. It was just, they were clearly sending a message with that and with everything else that happened in this episode.
0: This episode to me felt like back to the future Two. You knew the blueprint, But then they turned it on its head like oh this is this happened but this is why this happened or but in this case in the what if sense it influenced something different so when tony's building he's not building for him he's building for killmonger uh just with all the all the same gadgets and all the same passion that was cool to see and uh the wakandan's taking on uh all of the the droids there instead of taking on uh thanos's dark army right like it was so yeah. so nicely twisted uh, just just barely just just dialed just to the left uh was super cool um any moments between all of that that really stood out to you that you're like that that right there that was a good special nod to xyz i
1: i loved the killmonger as a double agent thing because i feel like he is the perfect character to execute a, a double agent because he is so charismatic and so intelligent um so I love that that was sort of the play throughout and that as the audience, you know, I think up until he kills T'Challa and kills Rhodey, you're like, what's, what's the move here? Like, is, is he really collecting vibranium to use as a power core for these drones? Like, is he actually going to work with Tony Stark? And, um, then it becomes a no, but even still to the Wakandans, he's there, helping them fight the drone army while he's actually controlling it and pulling the, the strings behind the scenes. I think all of that was really well done and really thoughtful. I think that is similar to how he would execute things, um, if given the opportunity. So I thought that was, that was pretty nifty.
0: Definitely. I think a couple of big moments for me. Uh, one in particular, when him and Ulysses are like buds, yeah. Again, <laughs> and he takes him to the edge of the jungle, and they're at the for- the force field, the Wakanda force field, and he just offs him, yeah, just like that. No, no issue, no feelings. He's like, I got this. Walks in just as before, like just just chills up my spine. It was brilliant. Yeah, was Killmonger. So
1: Killmonger is a savage. I mean just yeah. a total total savage and um way more cutthroat than really any other villain that we've had in Marvel actually. Like if you think about the scene where uh he he offs multiple people in the in in Black Panther including his girlfriend, right? Or Claw. In a museum.
0: Yeah. He just takes, as I was talking about, right at the beginning.
1: Yeah. But then later, whenever they get in the firefight with Claw because they have like, um, they have an issue. I think his girlfriend gets hit and somebody just offs her. I don't remember exactly. But it, it, there there are moments where he's like, almost like the Joker in the dark night, yeah. just like killing people seemingly without remorse or with like, as a to- total sociopath, like in- inability to feel anything or empathy or, or anything like that.
0: Yep, like no one's life matters. And because he lives so recklessly, um, it's part of part of that chaos that he brings to the table is part of how he survives by being so chaotic. Um, just like uh when when uh Tony Stark says it knows your moves, you you know, you built this thing, and he says, Guess I'm gonna have to freestyle and he just goes for it and he takes down the machine just like that. And then Tony.
1: Yeah, I am remembering correctly, he did kill his he did kill his girlfriend whenever they got betrayed by Claw. So Excellent. that that's the scene that I remember from the Black Panther where I was like, after the museum scene, you were like, I know this guy's legit. And then after that scene, it was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> this guy is heavy metal, um, not messing around. So, yeah, that's that's part of what makes him such a good villain is because he's like legitimately a scary dude.
0: I think that's why they got to bring him back, man. They got to bring him back somehow, whether it's through the multiverse or that he never died in the sacred timeline.
1: Yeah. I, I, I I think it's possible that they'll pull the, that they'll pull that cord. Like I, that's, that's why I gave it 60. Like, I think it's more likely than not that they will bring him back um, Mm -hmm. in some way because I just, I think it will make sense at some point to do it. And in the comics, you know, if you think about comic books, like villains come back, they don't just, they do. they're not just gone. Um, and in the MCU, we just haven't really had a ton of that for obvious reasons, you know, you don't want the same villain appearing in multiple movies. It gets a little bit dry, but at a certain point, that's that's going to make sense outside of just the big bad. Like it will make sense for, for villains to recur. And he's the perfect candidate for that, I think.
0: I could totally see we open with Wakanda Forever and, you know, they're, they're scrambling about, they, there's obviously, um, like, grieving over T'Challa's death, and then whatever conflict that comes up that they need, um, they need something or someone, much like Loki locked up in, in Asgard, it's like, hey, um, we need to tell you something, um, Killmonger not dead. You know. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of walk back, you know, like like Area 51 independence day like, "Hey, we have some information that uh, no one knows about. So come on, come with us." Yeah. That would be that seems like the easiest route. It seems familiar enough and it seems um that you don't have to like recreate, you know, him on the him on the mountain side, you know. So yeah. that's what I'm hoping for.
1: Absolutely. Um I also feel like something significant from this episode was talking about vibranium as a power source Mm -hmm. i feel like that's something that hasn't really been discussed in the mcu like we know that we know that vision is is made of vibranium but his power source is something other than vibranium his power source is the soul stone and so um and then after that I, i think the white vision has like I don't know if that's an arc reactor. I don't really know what's going on there um, in his head, but it's it's a different power source. It's not it's not vibranium, but this idea that like if you heat vibranium up, it can be used as a power core. Um you know, vibranium is also often used to sort of symbolize the natural resource conflicts that we have in our world, and so it it Mm -hmm. makes sense for it to be a recurring thing. Um it's a precious metal, it's something that's incredibly powerful under the right circumstances so that could be that could be something that comes into play further down the line Um, because I feel I I don't I don't know for sure but I feel like this is the first time they've mentioned anything like that
0: I feel like it is as well Uh, yeah that one I'm so glad you brought that up that one was really really cool uh, because you think about you know how Wakanda stays powered maybe it's part of the vibranium in the ground right maybe it's seeping into it I love that I love that. Well, that is all the time we have for you all today. Episode six was a fun one. Uh, Lots of cool stuff going on. It's always great to return to Wakanda and see some of our most favorite heroes. We're going to catch you next time, which is undetermined cams going on vacation, but be on the lookout for that episode to drop for episode seven with whatever plot it may be. It's a total mystery. We're as blind as you are. We're excited. Listen to rhetoric, play us out the original band go check them out. Cam, What do you got to say? Nothing. I'm going to Disney World. Bye. (laughs) See you later.